This dude who looks like he's running his fifth game in a row at Lifetime Fitness. Frankly, I have absolutely no idea who Grand Canyon's best player is, nor am I going to look it up. That guy obviously saying something he's never done before. I got no idea what I'm doing right now. We've reached one of the best weeks of golf that there is. It's Open Championship weekend, everybody, and it's Open Mike back after a one-week hiatus, spending some time on the beautiful shores of the Atlantic Ocean in New Jersey, rested, rejuvenated, had a few pops, ready to watch some golf. You know, there are very few things that can, you know, make me wake up at four o'clock in the morning that don't involve a trip to the bathroom and... Golf is by far the most enjoyable. I suppose going on an airplane would be one as well, but those days of having to take 5 a.m. flights have have seemed to uh, slow down considerably for me. Anyway, golf is, uh, again, the most enjoyable reason to wake up at 4 o'clock and put some coffee on and get comfortable and watch guys yell at the ball, lose the ball, play just a different brand of golf than most of us are certainly used to watching and definitely used to playing. But we will crown a champion golfer of the year. Really, it should be two years. Open championship not played last year because of COVID. That was a shame uh, as many things were canceled and they were all a shame. But, you know, I, I say this every time I do a major preview. My favorite major is always the next one. And every time we get to the Open I feel like I walk away saying, you know what, this is my favorite because it allows us to wake up early. It allows the coverage to be over most of the time by around noon or one o'clock on the weekend. You have your whole day. You can go out and play because we all know if we watch, we want to go out and play. And it just is so different than everything you're used to. You know, the overcast conditions, the wind and the rain, you welcome it. Whereas in the States, you know, it doesn't make it as enjoyable over there. It's that's what you're hoping for. And I saw the forecast this morning on Twitter that, um, you know, it said they were expecting 25 mile an hour gusts each day. And that is what makes the open great. And that's quite frankly, why when you look at this tournament, historically, you get names like Ben Curtis and Darren Clark and you know, Zach Johnson, these guys who are not the Tiger Woods and granted Tiger and Phil have obviously won their share of opens too, but it just tends to produce a different kind of winner. And I think that's what makes it so great. So when we look at, you know, where we are right now, as we head to Royal St. George's, that will be the only impersonation I do this entire program, but all eyes are on John Rahm and they should be because he is the most recent major winner. He did that in grand fashion at Torrey Pines. Showed off the clutch gene. He played real good golf this past weekend in the Scottish Open. So everyone, if you're making a pick, if you've got a lineup with multiple guys in it, as I know a lot of the fantasy sites do, if you've got a lineup and John Rahm is not in it, what are you doing? 
This guy, I think, is as close to dominating the game as we've seen in, a, a, you know, Brooks Kepka is the only other name that comes to mind. And Kepka hasn't done it in a minute. It's been a minute since he won a major, which is weird to say because he produced so many in such a, a short span. I feel like Rom is just on the cusp of, of taking that mantra as I am the major champion to now watch. And he will get it if he gets this one. There's no doubt that Brooks Kepka is known as the major horse. And that title is up for grabs. Because if Rom goes and wins, then it's his. And there's no arguing it. Because he's won the U.S. Open and he will have won the Open Championship. And that is impressive. So when you look at those two guys, those two are going to be the favorites. Pretty much in every major. At this point, but especially this major. And then the other name, anytime it's a major championship, somehow Roy McElroy gets brought up. And McElroy, you know, tasted Sunday in a major at the US Open for the first time in a long time. And he admitted that, you know, before his round on Sunday, which he he didn't have his best stuff. And and to be fair, not a lot of guys did have their best stuff on Sunday at Torrey Pines. But, you know, Rory's coming off a missed cut at the Scottish Open, which he said is a good missed cut. And there's no such thing as a good missed cut. That means you played bad golf. Now, sure, it allows him to kind of reset. And he said he discovered something on Sunday playing at Royal St. George's. And, you know, in his pressers, he said he's hit the ball really well. And, you know, that's kind of... Rory is, I think doesn't give enough credit for his, or get enough credit, I should say, for his honesty. And he has been honest for a long time, both good and bad. You remember a couple of months ago when he said, you know, I was one of the guys that was chasing Bryson. And that really caused me to have problems. I was chasing the distance, which is a ridiculous thing because, you know, Roy McIlroy's got as much talent as anyone who's ever played golf. So for him to say that he feels really good about his game, I'm going to take his word for it. And if Rory feels really good and they've gotten a lot of rain over there, the course is anybody who played it back in uh, 2011, the last time the Open was at Royal St. George's, has said this week it just feels softer. Well, that's advantage McElroy. He hits the ball miles in the air. But he obviously has all the shots to, to hit low little runners and the kind of shots that you need for Lynx golf. So I'd watch out for Rory. Obviously watch out for Jordan Spieth. It's another guy who just seems to perform well in majors and a guy who has won an open one in 2017, uh, a guy who has played much better as of late and a guy who also very honest and says he loves Lynx golf. Most of these guys went over there when they were younger. I think Jordan said he was 13 the first time that he went over and, and played in Europe. And he said he fell in love with it right away. So, you know, those those creativity guys, guys like McElroy and guys like Spieth who have all the shots in the bag, those are the ones to watch out for. And now we get the true test of where Bryson is, right? Because his style just simply, it does not fit Lynx golf. His style of... Missing fairways is no problem because I'm going to hit it 380. Well, when the grass is halfway up your legs, it's not as simple to gouge it out. 
not saying it won't work. He said he's not sure if it won't work. He said he's going to find out and keep trying to figure it out. And I appreciate the honesty there. I don't think his style will work. You are penalized if you are not playing from the fairway when you play golf in Scotland and England and really most places in Europe. But certainly the courses that are traditional link style like Royal St. George's is. Now, DeChambeau, of course, will stay in the news because it is the gift that continues to give absolutely nothing. And that's this feud with Bryson and Brooks. And I, I'm so done. I've been done with it. I've said that and, and you know, Kepka talking about the Ryder Cup and how, oh, it's only a week. Well, it's a damn big week. You know, part of the reason that the Americans stink at the Ryder Cup is because Europe cares more. It's like Ohio State and Michigan. That's a whole nother argument. But seriously, I mean, the Europeans watching, you know, live from the Open Championship, which team room would you rather be in? One with Brooks and Bryson where they're sitting at opposite ends of the table and you can cut the tension in the room with a knife or one in Europe where, you know, Rom and Rory are, you know, the most carefree guys in the world. So I don't want to beleaguer the point, but it just put it aside. Brooks said, you know, he, he, uh, Bryson went back on something because they said that they wouldn't talk about each other. And then Bryson said something about Brooks not having abs. Well, I don't think the agreement meant that they wouldn't talk about each other outside of golf. If the whole point of the argument began off of slow play, how about we just don't talk about each other with golf issues? And, you know, watching Bryson talk more and more, it seems like he's ready to be done with this. Saying, oh yeah, I'd play with him. And Brooks saying, oh, of course not, you know, because I'm Mr. Macho. So, yeah, no, I don't see that happening. And obviously I'll control that. Whatever. I mean, they're both just being ridiculous at this point. I'm done with it. Anyway, shifting gears uh, the Open Championship in England, and that is not always the case. Obviously, uh, the rotation takes it to other parts of uh, Europe. It was in Ireland and Royal Portrush and, you know, St. Andrews is in Scotland, obviously, but it's in England. And there hasn't been an English-born winner of the Open since Nick Faldo won it in 92, which was his... Third, I think he's won three, yeah, 87, 90, and 92. There hasn't been an English champion in the Open in England since 1969, and that's Tony Jacklin, who, if you don't really like golf, you have no idea who that is. Look it up. Jack Nicholas, Tony Jacklin, sportsmanship. Good stuff. Regardless, you know, there are some some guys in the field from England who who feel like they have a chance to win. And, you know, Darren Clark winning in 2011 and Ben Curtis winning in 2003 shows us that, you know, you don't have to be a top five player in the world to win on this golf course. It helps. Greg Norman won. He's right up there. World leaderboard all the time. The entirety of his career. Long time is the world number one. But you look at Lee Westwood and what better story would there be than Lee Westwood getting his first major at Royal St. George's over the age of 40, similar to the way Darren, and who is Irish, Darren Clark is Irish, not English, but, you know, Westwood, I think would just, he's a guy that I'm just going to watch extremely closely the entire weekend. You know, he did not play the best golf last weekend. He finished 35th in the Scottish Open. He hasn't 
played all that well. You know, he's had his moments on the PGA Tour, but the consistent finishes have not always been there. The guy, you know, that everyone will look at right now is Matthew Fitzpatrick because he finished second in the Scottish Open. But the results before that were not great for Fitzpatrick either. Paul Casey is an Englishman. He's played real good golf lately. Last four finishes for Casey. Tied 21, tied four, tied seven, tied 36. The tied four and the tied seven were both in majors. Can he break through and get his first major win? There are so many storylines with the English golfers that, you know, Tommy Fleetwood, another one. Really good finish last time there was an Open at Portrush. Coming off 17th at the Irish Open, 26th at the Scottish Open. It would be, you know, the American side in me doesn't want to see an Englishman win. But it would be really good for England. After a tough week where the English citizens were not very well behaved after the World Cup loss. So, you know, for a, for a bit of good news for the golf, that would be fine. But you look at, you know, there are so many Englishmen. There are the international players, seven of the last 10 Open champions, non-Americans, okay? Louis in 2010, Darren Clark in 2011, Ernie Els in 2012. Mickelson won it in 13, but that should have been Adam Scott. 2014, Rory. 2016, Stenson. 2018, Molinari. 2019, Lowry. So, you know, Australia has guys with really good open records all over the board. Jason Day has come incredibly close. Mark Leishman has come incredibly close. Adam Scott, just mentioned him, has come incredibly close. Cam Smith playing great golf this year. And we mentioned Norman won the Open on this course. So I think that if you're an international player... Or if you're, say, I don't know, making a pick on this, don't fall in love with Patrick Cantlay, who will now win the tournament, because I said that. Or Xander Shoffley. Or you, the, the moral of the story is when, when you watch the Open, much the same way that the course is different, the champions are different, so throw out conventional thinking. Which brings us to our final point before I make a pick. And... The debate all week outside of Bryson and Brooks has been, what is this golf tournament called? And in his ever-giving wisdom, Dustin Johnson summed it up perfectly. And I would play the clip, but it's not mine, and this will probably get taken down if I do. But he was asked, you know, what would you call this tournament as a kid, and what do you call it now? And he said, well, when I was a kid, I called it the British Open. And now I call it the Open Championship. And whoever the reporter was then said, well, why? What changed? They said, that's the name of the tournament. And it's just so perfect because, it, you know, Dustin, who, you know, has not played incredible golf in a while, but played much better on the weekend at the U.S. Open. So watch out for him. I mean, he's the world number one. No, you know what? Watch out for the world number one. But, you know, he just sums it up so perfectly. It's just a ridiculous debate. Lefty went on Twitter and said both are acceptable because he's played it 8,000 times, so he should know. And I'm to the point where if this is an issue for you, if it bothers you when someone calls it the British Open, then open up your front door and scream to whoever is there, animal, human, plant, whatever, Get off my lawn. Because who cares? Who cares? British Open, 
Open Championship. We know what we're referring to. And that's when, you know, the reporter clapped back at DJ after he said that because he said, uh, someone asked him, would it bother you if someone called it the British Open? And he said, no, I know what they're talking about. And then the, the reporter said, well, we, we stopped calling it the U.S. Masters years ago. And DJ just goes, well, you, you could call it that. Exactly. Who cares? Who cares what it's called? Open Championship, British Open, both are acceptable. One is six, the other is half a dozen. Seriously, I mean, that's... If you don't like that, then uh, tough. I Who cares? Who cares? All right, time for a pick. Uh, I started this uh, segment talking about, you know, who the favorites are and mentioned Rom, Rory, Brooks, and Spieth. If you gave me those four against the field, I'd take it. And I almost guarantee I'd lose. Just because everything I said is that, you know, you throw convention out the window when you're picking the Open Championship. So that said, I'm going to take John Rahm because no one is playing better golf worldwide right now than John Rahm. He's number two in the world, I think, because he didn't, I think he went seventh or something at the Scottish Open. And if he'd finished just one place higher, he would have been number one. Instead, DJ's got it. But Rom's the best player in the world right now. He's the best player from everything I've seen. He shows up in the big moments. He is starting to get the mentality that when pressure is there, he performs his best. And let's not kid ourselves. This is the last big tournament, really. I mean, sure, the FedEx Cup, fine. I, okay, never mind. FedEx Cup, fine. But... The Ryder Cup is looming. It is looming. And it is at Whistling Straits, which is a borderline link style course. Close enough. And you want to be at your best when you get to that Ryder Cup. And as an American and an American fan, it frightens the hell out of me how good John Rahm is playing. He just seems like he is going to terrorize the Americans in Wisconsin. And pay attention to the way Lee Westwood plays and pay attention to the way Victor Hovland plays and pay attention to the fact that Podrick Harrington is playing to watch these guys and see what they do in this kind of environment because this is as close as they will get to Whistling Straits until they get to Whistling Straits, which we look forward to, Greg, very, very much. Regardless, the pick is Rom. The Open Championship begins bright and early tomorrow, Thursday morning, depending on when you're listening. Wake up early, watch it. It's worth it, if for no other reason, to hear the dulcet tones of Stannis Baratheon as he no doubt narrates something that's on the golf channel. Open mic, everybody. Great talk. See you.